hello, everybody. It is December 18th, 2021. This is Betsy, and here we are today, everybody. Here we are today in the Northern Hemisphere. It is um, entering into the winter solstice, and we are three days from the shortest day of the year. It is also a Saturday here in well, 9.30 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday. First day of winter break, maybe, for you, or for someone in your family or your orbit. Um, it's also a full moon tonight, and um, I think it's a full moon in Gemini. Yeah, full moon in Gemini. So I have a lot to say about... Well, <laughs> I have a lot to say about everything. So here we are today. This is a show about life, about the human experience. And this is part of an experiment slash project slash creative expression of mine. I just felt called to create these episodes daily, um, in quotes, almost daily, in an effort to put just content that I'm content, um, express myself in the world more continuously and frequently. And, um, I had created a podcast that I spent a lot of time on the production quality and the content that la 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 just didn't feel right. And it's not because I put so much time into the production, but the content of it didn't feel right. So I set that aside. But about three months ago, I had a, I had a dream that I was just meant to, meant to. <laughs> I had a dream that I just created the daily podcast that I slightly been yearning for, something that was encouraging, maybe fun, entertaining, hopefully, um, but just stories and perspective and insights about the human experience. And this is from my, my experience. And I hope that it provides you with some level of compassion or connectedness or something that makes you feel, yeah, connected or supported. This show is not edited. I'm sure you already guessed that by this introduction. Uh, it is not edited. It is one take. And, um, yeah. So today I wasn't feeling that well the last couple of days, but today I was starting to feel better. So it was, I felt like I had energy to do stuff around the house. Uh, if you've been listening, you know that uh, my wife and I just moved into a new house and so a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, there's a lot to set up and there's a lot to get kind of, well, we're, we are unpacked out of all the bins and boxes, but um, there's just a lot to get settled. One of those things is the internet. And we have this amazingly fast internet, if it's ethernet, and then the Wi-Fi I'm working on getting set up. Well, I set up all these Google Wi-Fi pods around the house and they just had really fast internet, but um, the Wi-Fi kept dropping. So this is not a troubleshooting a tech Wi-Fi podcast, uh, by the way. Uh, so I'm not, I mean, if you have an idea about what you think off the top of your head is happening, but 
the main thing that I want to share is that for my wife, while she's working, the internet was dropping during calls this past week, and that was just not sustainable. So I use an ethernet uh, cord, but I'm also in the room right next to the modem. I had this idea, okay, I'm going to get a hundred foot ethernet cord and I'm going to throw it out the front window of the second story of the house. And I'm going to throw it over this other part of the house and I'm going to put it through the window of the room she's working in and she'll have blazing fast internet. Well, I love this kind of challenge. Absolutely. And I thought about it, pictured it. I open the window. I throw the cable out the window. I get down there. I get the broom. I'm pulling the cable. I'm on the front lawn. I'm backing up. I'm looking at the house. I mean, this is just the best. Like, I love this kind of challenge. I also will say that this kind of solution, um, I don't see other people's houses have you know, like a white ethernet cable over a brown roof. I mean, maybe you choose a color that your roof is, or maybe there's other ways of wiring things. I like the kind of make it up as you go along solution, but it works really well and it's not too much in the way or not too ugly. That's the kind of solution that I get jazzed about. By the way, I had wired up ethernet in our previous house through the wall to the outside of the house because there was like this little hole I had to weave it through. That's that's another, that's 10 minutes of explanation about how I did that. And then I ran it around the house and I tied it to a um, tennis ball. I opened the window and then I threw the tennis ball through the window, <laughs> which made the cord go through the window, right? Because if you're trying to throw an ethernet cable and, and by the way, I didn't have a bunch of slack, so I couldn't like make a loop and then throw it through the window. I had to make that last little bit make it. So that kind of thing, I just love. Well, I wire up this whole thing. I get it through the window, and then I realize that it's very awkwardly going across the front of the house. I mean, like over the roof, down, looping down. I mean, I had to tighten it up. But as I'm on the yard, I'm looking up, I'm like, wait, the second floor bathroom window, that's a great window and that's closer to the modem. So I thought, no, I'm redoing this whole thing. And I just love going back and forth, back in there, open the window, open the thing, get the blah, blah, blah. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. Loved it. Loved it. So I just felt like I was back in my groove of like problem solving in the house, putting things together, put opening up the new rug, putting the runner out. Like I'm just boom, boom, boom. We went on a beautiful walk with our dog. We got in a bunch of steps. It was blue sky. Birds are chirping. Sun's shining. I think I probably mentioned that my high school math teacher, Mr. Steidel, calculus teacher, senior year, he would, he told this story. Okay, I'll tell two anecdotes. One is when you finish solving a problem on the board, he would write WW. And uh, at some point he'd tell you this story. And he had a student at some point where like the, he had some teacher that would say voila at the end of solving uh, or doing a proof or something, voila or something like that. And there was somebody in the class who didn't understand like that that was a French word and that <laughs> and they just heard voila. They didn't hear like voila. They didn't 
know it was something in French. It just was like this expression they thought was voila. And the person goes up and they put WW and they say, what does that mean? They say walla walla time. <laughs> so Mr. Steidel would, we would do a proof and put WW at the end, like, okay, it's done. And so you'd learn to do that in his class, like do WW. Well, another thing he would do to celebrate if you did a proof correctly or you solved some problem correctly is he would say, oh, birds are chirping, sun's shining, all is right in the world. And he had all this enthusiasm. And so that's kind of how it felt today. Well, we did all that. And I had this idea also, I'm going to make omelets tonight and hash browns for dinner. What What's not to love? I did black olives and bell peppers and onion and kale. And I have these new pans that I'm just in love with using. And I did the hash browns and I did the whole thing. Enjoyed that. And then I decided to put together the new dining room table. Well, it's kind of heavy, but I, I could, I took it all apart in the garage, put, put the box back together, took out some of the light, took some of the legs, took out all four legs. Basically the assembly of the table is this, you, it's a dining room table and then you screw the legs in. It's just a flat tight table. And this is one of the things that, you know, we got married this year and this is one of the nice things that we wanted to get for our new place. And so this was like, you know, I'm careful when I put together everything, but this is kind of like, don't scratch it or break it. You know, it's very important. So I had already told, shared the story of me putting together the bed and then that's the episode called find uh following your voice which i did not say the day after that by the way was the first day of my period so also listen to my episode on pmdd because that'll fill in some (laughs) part of that episode was me growling and screaming and expressing lots of emotion and not my encouragement was to like not worry about why that is well i'm telling you some of the reason why so Anyway, so I'm putting this table together. I'm I'm very proud of times I'm referencing the bed putting together. I put together a whole king size bed, the whole king mattress, the whole thing. My wife cannot carry heavy things right now. She's working with a physical therapist, like she, so she's not to help. She cannot help me right now. I need to do it by myself. And basically, I get the table into the dining room. I get it the legs on it. So think of like a turtle on its back and the table is still in the box and there's styrofoam and there's these great things. Well, I love thinking through like, okay, how can I flip this? And you know, if it's something heavy, like a table that's got a heavy top and then the legs and you're screwing the legs on, you don't want to put too much, you don't want to turn it and then have all the weight on those two legs. They could snap off. They could break. I mean, it could be just a bad thing. You could hurt yourself. Okay. And I am not trying to break the table and I'm not trying to break myself. So I started thinking it through. I'm like, I need to jack up the table on its side by like, I'm thinking I could put it under, I could wedge boxes under there. I could wedge, um, maybe I could get a bunch of cushion. Like you're, you're listening to me and you're thinking this sounds like an absolute disaster. Do not do it. Well, you're right. I should, I should not do any of those things. And I did not do any of those things, 
But I'm looking at the table and it's like a turtle on its back and it's this beautiful table and the chairs got here too. So we got the chairs, but then no table. And I already had disassembled the other table, moved it upstairs the, and those chairs upstairs because we just had like a, a two top. We had a two top. The house we lived in before was so small and the house before that, that there was no real dining room table. I mean, not like a real quote unquote real adult thing. I mean, yeah, like two or three people could sit at this little table, but, and we had a kitchen that was open floor plan in the old house that could like sit at the counter. Blah, blah, blah. So basically <laughs> I'm looking at this table and I'm thinking, turn it down. Cause I'm going to curse or mute it. Or just carry on to some other podcasts if you don't want to hear the cursing. I don't know. I was like, fuck. How am I going to flip this table over? And I thought, you know, Betsy, don't do it. Don't try to do any heroics or gymnastics or try to do this thing because you are either going to end up friggin' slamming this thing through these sliding glass doors because it's next to that going out to the backyard. Or you're going to break, you're like, I already got my finger like kind of stuck under the box in the garage, like my toe, part of my slipper, which is an, in, it's an indoor slipper, but it's got tread on it. Um, I got part of my slipper, part of my finger kind of stuck underneath. And I thought, Betsy, no, this is not, this is not how you're going to hurt yourself. Okay. So the dining room table is a turtle on its back. And I'm just looking at this thing and I'm just thinking, who am I going to ask? So it has taken me, how long have I been talking? It's taken me this long to get to the point. How am I going to do this? And, you know, I don't want to launch into a whole thing about like, oh, I can't ask for help. And, uh, but I have a hard time asking for help. I am much better at it than I ever have been before. And, you know, I'm also feeling sad because the house we lived in before, which was less than a mile away, we were super close with our neighbors, like next door, across the street, kitty corner, kitty corner, or if you live in another part of the country uh, and speak American English, cattywampus, which is my favorite of catty corner, kitty corner. We say kitty corner, not really kitty corner because it's not at an intersection. <laughs> But this neighbor of mine, she lives like at an angle, right across and one over. So I'm like, if we lived over there, I could literally go to any of them and say, and some of them are not strong enough to help with it. Um, but the ones who are able bodied to help with this kind of thing, I could ask them. And there's, there's at least one in three of, out of four houses, actually four out of five houses, I'd say. So there's a lot of people I could ask right away. That's very community oriented. Well, we moved to this new place and I did meet the next door neighbor once, but twice. Okay. We did have two chats. One about the trash, one about, hi, nice to meet you. We're moving in. Um, and I'm just like, who am I going to ask? And, you know, then I go into this. So let's just think about the times in your life when you need to ask for help for something. And this is an example of something physical that you know, maybe a lot of people could help with. Um, there's some things you need help with that you need a particular person or a particular skill set. 
But then I just start spinning because I'm like, okay, who am I going to ask? And then I start thinking about all the people that I know who live in town, which when you live in the Bay Area, um, it's nice when you have friends in your own town, but you don't always have that many friends. Well, I don't have that many friends in this town. I have friends in this town, but um, I'm just thinking like, who am I going to ask to come over here to help me lift and flip the table? So I start scrolling through and then I just feel like, then I get into these feelings of like, well, why don't I have more friends in this town? And like, why can't I ask them? Well, I do have friends, but why can't I ask one of my former neighbors or that I'm like, oh, my old landlord and he lives helping with stuff in the house, but I'm like, I'm not going to text him. Like, <sighs> so then I thought about my neighbor and then I thought about her kids, one who's coming back from college. And then I thought one of them, then I thought maybe both of them would be needed. And then I'm thinking about, do people really understand that the how to handle the table? Cause I'm now controlling about who can handle flipping this table with me because I'm going to be super particular about it. And now you're thinking, get a task rabbit. Yeah. I could hire somebody to come over and flip the table. But then I go into why should I hire somebody when I'm trying to build community relationships and I'm trying to make myself available to help other people, which I do help neighbors with things. And no, it's not like I've helped other neighbors. Won't they help me that I'm not thinking about, but you can tell I'm just going all over the place about it. So this is like the inner workings of maybe you relate, maybe you're somebody who helps everybody and you don't ask for help yourself, but this is kind of feels like a pickle. Well, I did text my neighbor and I, I did say, and we text about things, whatever, here and there all the time, you know, um, they needed to borrow a parking pass because that we have a parking pass for the old neighborhood. So I said, yeah. And I just went over there and brought it over and we're friends. So whatever. So I text and I'm like, I don't have the kids phone numbers, but I'm cool with the kids. We're, we're friends, you know, like we're family friends kind of thing. Uh, the kids are like 17 and 20. So I'm like, don't have their numbers. Um, I do follow one of them on Peloton. <laughs> They're not, I don't think they're on social media. They're not on Instagram. I mean, maybe they're on Facebook. I texted their mom and I said, hey, can, can, I'm in this pickle. Here's the situation. I type out the whole situation and I need some help. And could I ask your kids to help me for five minutes over the next couple of days? And it's a big, busy time of year. They live, live less than a mile and it's, I, I think it would take honestly 90 seconds, but it is a big thing to ask somebody for help. So you can tell I'm in this whole twist in my mind about like, should I just pay somebody to do it and not bother people? But then it's like, why not ask for help for neighbors? And then I think about the relationships that I've created and, and am I investing enough in relationships here? And then I'm like, then I'm sad that our, some of our best friends who were living really close to us, they moved away. Um, and I could definitely ask that friend, him to come over and help me. And maybe you're listening to this uh, because I know you listen to it. So I miss you. And for so many more reasons than helping, asking you to help me flip the table. 
And then there's like a friend of theirs that lives kind of near here that I want to check in with because I really like them. And I want to like say, Hey, we lived, moved kind of close to you, but I haven't sent that text yet or checked in with them. So I'm not going to be like, Hey, um, we live by you now. Can you send your husband over to flip the table with me? so uncomfortable. And now I've sent this text to my neighbor and haven't heard back. Well, keep in mind, it's 9.45 on a Saturday night. It is a holiday, you know, holidays coming up. Who knows what they're up to? Who knows if they're even back from picking up the one child from college. And this is why I do whatever I can to try to do things on my own. I feel so disempowered when I can't do something on my own, it's like, I just wish I could. And I'm trying to feel right now, like, is it shame that I'm feeling? Yeah, it's a little bit of shame, but it's just a little bit of frustration. Like I can't move on. I can move on to my next house thing, but it's kind of like, now I'm just looking at the dining room table upside down. And now I'm like, why did I go halfway through now? Couldn't I have just, waited to ask for help to then do it? No, because all the directions say you need two people. The whole bed, king size bed said it needed two people to put together. And I did that one myself. So I did it. I did it. So here's all the parts of me that's trying to work through this. And then you're like, well, what's the big deal? Well, this is connected to a larger value of mine, which is building relationships that are community oriented and not having to like commodify all the types of help that we might need in our life and to like create situation. Cause it's like, what would it cost me? You know, I, I was at the grocery store and I had to pick something up and there was a security guard there. And I thought, well, I could ask that guy, what time's your shift over? Can you come over and help me flip a table over? And then I'm just like, what is he going to think I'm talking about? You know, it's like Saturday night, like eight o'clock. What time is over there? Six o'clock. And then I'm just like, Betsy, you cannot ask us, this guy who is a security guard to come over for 20 bucks and flip the table. I don't know. It's a full moon tonight. And part of the full moon is about, this is, Sagittarius is a transpersonal sign and it's a big picture sign. They help us understand ourselves I'm quoting a book, by the way, The Moon Journal, A Journey, journey of Self-Reflection Through the Astrological Year. Page 139, I'm reading about Sagittarius. And so these types of signs help us understand ourselves in relation to the whole world. Sagittarius rules travel and philosophical exploration. exploration. What will you? What do you learn when you travel? How does exploration of the world, whether physical or philosophical, inspire you? Well, I'm not doing much exploration of the world. Thanks, Moon Journal. No, okay, I'm not going to take it out on you, Moon Journal. Choosing to stay home. Um, philosophical exploration, understand ourselves in relation to the world. Here's how I understand myself in relation to the world. I understand myself in relation to the world as inextricably linked to you and everyone else on this planet. And that is proven by quantum physics and... Uh, all sorts of parts of science and also my spiritual beliefs and just what I feel is true that we're all connected. And it's not just like everything 
<laughs> what is it from the show manifest? Like everything works together for good. It's not like that. I mean, I, I don't want to get into that quote too much. It just made me think of manifest. That's a whole other episode or many, but I really do believe that we are connected and that we're all, you know, different versions of a sense of oneness or a oneness. And that there is no me doing things separate from you. And I know you just, I just baked your noodle, um, had exploded emoji. <laughs> yes. In the, in our physical experience, we're doing things separately. Um, but you know, we are connected. And so let's bring it back to bell hooks. And so what I'm experiencing right now is just kind of this comedic quotidian example of how we experience isolation or helplessness, um, in our lives. And I know that there are much more significant and survival based situations. So, I really want to honor the variety of experiences that we have around this. And I also just want to encourage us to ask each other for help more and to normalize that and not just not to, you know, relieve me of my shame of this situation, but to, to deepen our connections and to create more enriching kind of village communities with our neighbors and our families and our friends, because, you know, very likely if it was 300, 400, 500 years ago, you lived with everybody you knew. I mean, how would you know anybody else? You all lived in the same place. Probably. Even if you're nomadic, you moved together probably. Right. So now, now we're able to build relationships in long distance, but what happens to that? Like everyday feeling of community and I'm missing it from my old neighbors. And, um, I mean, it was like, can, can I come over and pick a couple limes off your tree? Uh, you know, Hey, I got some extra things in my groceries that I didn't order and we don't eat. Like, can I offer them to you? <laughs> Not just free things. <laughs> But that nice interaction that you have with sharing and helping each other. So last thing I'm going to read you is, um, this is something that it's a bell hooks quote that I read that I sent to a friend, um, today. And apparently we're in Venus retrograde also, and that's, to, that helps us, um, with connection and helps us heal. And um, here's the quote from Bell Hooks anyway. Rarely, if ever, are any of us healed in isolation. Healing is an act of communion. And all of Brene Brown's work is about, you know, stepping into vulnerability and honoring, honoring our truth and practicing doing that in a way that you know, with people who've earned that trust and practice wholeheartedness. So again, you know, I'm a part of me is trying to like minimize the example I gave of like, oh, well, this is a silly example. Yeah, it's an example. But what do you experience on a daily basis? I'm sure you experience a variety of moments over the course of weeks or a month or a year where you're 
aware that you can't do something on your own. You want to ask for help. Maybe you have trouble asking for help. Or maybe you're somebody listening to this or you're done listening and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I ask for help all the time. Well, guess what? I don't really... Who are you? Tell me more about that. Tell me more about your willingness and ability to ask for help. I have a lot to learn from you and feel free to, oh, by the way, I have an Instagram for this podcast. It's how, uh, here we are today podcast, and it's not really active yet, but I'm going to post some things on there one of these days. Cause this is kind of in beta and it's an experiment still. It'll probably always be an experiment, but you could DM me through that. And, um, I'd love to hear how you've learned about asking for help, where you're challenged asking for help, where you'd like to practice. So feel free to message me. That'll be fun. Let's have a conversation. 64 episodes. It should be start to become a two-way street, huh? Is that long enough? Well, I send you so much love. This is going to be a record maybe for one of my longest episodes. And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being here with me. Bye-bye.